This is News Talk. Well, we'll begin with the Irish Examiner. Attacks on nurses, a new low. A string of racist attacks on nurses outside a busy hospital has been described as a new low by the Taoiseach. We also heard on Oireachtas Committee hearing yesterday medical staff are afraid to go to work with one children's emergency department nurse detailing personal experience of parents spitting at her, throwing objects and threatening to stab her as pressures rise in our hospitals. It just seems like a pressure cooker in hospitals. Things apparently are very, very tense, largely due, you'd imagine, to overcrowding, emotions obviously running high and who suffers? The nurses suffer because they're being attacked. That's also on the front of the Irish Daily Mirror. Spat at, abused, stab threats. A paediatric nurse yesterday revealed she was threatened with being stabbed as she left work. Um, Sylvia Chambers told a Dole committee that she's had grown men, six foot four, towering over her, throwing objects at her. So this was the big appearance before the Oireachtas Health Committee yesterday. Uh, and obviously Lunchtime Live here on News Talk has been following bullying and assaults and attacks on health service staff for quite some time now. I was listening yesterday to David Cullinan on, Sinn Féin's health spokesperson. You can listen back on the News Talk app. But Lunchtime Live has been highlighting the horrible conditions that some medical staff face when they go into work every day. And what really struck me listening yesterday and in recent weeks was the sheer volume of messages from healthcare workers who have experience of this. It's described as daily hell in the Daily Mirror and you can certainly understand why they would feel they're going into a hellish scenario there. So that's the front of the mirror. The front of the Irish Times, I mean, it's very hard... Um, to find chinks of light in the news coming from Turkey and Syria. The photograph on the front of the Times, though, is of an eight-year-old boy being held by his mother after being rescued from the rubble of a collapsed building. So the boy survived 52 hours after a major earthquake struck the region. Just fascinating how human beings, children, can last that long in freezing conditions as well. And I know they're very worried. Obviously, the initial thing is the impact of the earthquake, but now it's obviously everything secondary to that, like the freezing conditions, no food, no water. The headline is Erdogan criticised as earthquake death toll climbs above 11,000. Um, the President Erdogan, President of Turkey, has visited the region of southern Turkey devastated by the earthquake as the death toll rose above 11,000 and he acknowledged his government faced problems getting aid to victims. But What's really striking me, uh, the headline in the Irish Times says um, the 11,000 and essentially now we're seeing on Sky News at six o'clock, well about quarter to six, it said the death, death toll was 15,000. Now I see on Sky News it's 15,800. So when the Irish Times was put to bed last night, 11,000. So in a few hours, the death toll has gone up by four. 1,800. It's just going to keep rising and rising and rising. The other big story on the front of the Irish Times Ahern welcomed back to Fianna Fáil party by Thánaiste so come back Bertie, all is forgiven and of course everyone wondering now is Bertie Ahern going to run for president in 2025? Um, he has been welcomed back into the Fianna Fáil fold 
and obviously the timing very very important because we're approaching the 25th anniversary of the Good Friday Agreement so Bertie Ahern back in the party in time for that that's on the front of the Irish Times the front of the Irish Independent electricity firms in hot water over false uh, green claim Um, So you may have heard this from your energy provider that they're giving you 100% renewable power but the Advertising Standards Authority of Ireland says the claim uh, investigated in adverts by Energia but also used across the the sector, the entire industry, that claim has to be dropped for marketing because customers who signed up for 100% renewable energy were still receiving electricity from fossil fuels like gas, oil, coal and peat. So essentially the Indo saying hundreds of thousands of customers have been misled. People think they're doing great with 100% renewable energy but that may not be the case. The front of the Irish Daily Mail saw a bit about this yesterday, more about it today. The end of Our Father in the Lord's Prayer, a gender neutral God and the end of the Our Father could be a step too far for parishioners here. So they're following on from the announcement yesterday that the Church of England is going to explore using gender-neutral terms, which could see the opening line of Our Father becoming Our Love. And the Irish Daily Mail has gone off and asked Irish priests what they make of it. They say they broadly welcome more gender-inclusive language, uh, but they say that some prayers are deeply ingrained in tradition. Dublin priest Father Aquinas Duffy said, I don't know how they would approach Our Father. So some priests worry there that parishioners may not be happy with... uh, not having a gender assigned to God. The Irish Sun, better late, late than never. This is on the front page of the paper following on from last Friday's Late Late Show. Ryan Tuberty insists that the Late Late Show should continue hosting Eurosong. This is after experts blasted the atrocious sound. Uh, one said we were dying with embarrassment, but Ryan Tuberty has come out fighting and he says every part of the country tuned in and he wants to keep hosting the Eurosong every year. I did watch it on Friday night. I watched it kind of hiding behind my couch with my fingers over my eyes. Some of it was excruciating to watch. Largely due, a lot of people are giving out about the sound. Uh, I thought some of the songs were brutal. It was the first issue. Really didn't enjoy that medley, this sort of bizarre Eurovision highlights medley. Apart from Neve Kavanagh, she was great. And also that bizarre peanut butter giveaway which the audience got was kind of odd as well. But anyway, the Late Late wants to continue hosting it. Other Eurovision experts would say, let us uh, have our own night. So you've sort of a a song for Ireland type night, totally separate to the Late Late. Now, other stories inside the papers. If you own a thatched cottage, uh, more than likely you probably don't have insurance on it because a report on insurance, according to the Irish Independent, has found that just over half of thatched property owners don't have house insurance because of issues getting cover and people seeking first-time quotes for their thatched cottage are getting quotes of two and a half grand to insure it. So others are paying maybe 400 quid for their house insurance. They're paying two and a half grand and the Indo says that the government is embarking on measures that will lower the risk of fire in thatched buildings to try and and reduce underwriters' 
costs and bring insurance premiums down. So while it's all very romantic living in a thatched cottage, quite difficult to get insurance unless you have uh, an awful lot of money. Interesting one in the mirror. I know a lot of Irish will be heading off to Cheltenham next month. People love going racing. People love Cheltenham, seen as the ultimate racing event. Well, now you can get buried at Cheltenham. The race course has opened uh, a special site for Ashes and it's going to cost you €5,600 if you want to be buried at Cheltenham. It'll be engraved with your name and the date of your death and there'll also be a ceremony for friends and family. But then after 30 years, it really shows when you're gone, you're gone because after 30 years, your ashes will be removed and buried under the race course in a biodegradable urn. So that's something to consider uh, if you'd like to be buried at Cheltenham. And finally, we have a couple of pub stories for you in the papers. First one comes from the examiner. The owner of a pub has defended his no-cash card-only policy. This is after there was a fresh round of controversy on social media over the policy at the barn in Glanmire in Cork, where you can only pay by card. Some people are giving out on social media about this, but the pub has come out fighting, saying that it means there's lower prices for customers. The pub stopped accepting cash after COVID uh, and it said that they do get criticism from time to time on social media and apparently people pile in from around the country to criticise the no cash policy. I have to say, I don't mind a no cash policy because I never have money on me. It's more of a hassle uh, when I go to my barbers because they don't accept card or the local Chinese doesn't accept card. So don't assume that every business only accepts card uh, because there's plenty of them out there that are specifically cash only. This one's card only and people aren't happy with that. And staying with pubs, the Mirror is continuing its investigation of the cheapest pint in Ireland and it has found a pint of Guinness for €3.90. Now, I was in a place over the weekend that was charging 5.70 for a pint, so it's a uh, €2 Euro cheaper to go here. The pub is uh, Johnny O'Loughlin's in Connemara, and they say that despite the price hikes by Diageo, they're going to keep the price of the black stuff at €3.90. Euro the Mirror reckons that this is Ireland's least expens- expensive pint, but I'm sure the Mirror will keep looking. On 106 to 108 FM and Newstalk.com. This, this is Newstalk.